Hello, welcome to Relationship. I'm Stacy. And I'm Aloha. Well, that's good. You did the voice thing. I this did time. it. I remember everything you say. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes <coughs> I have to um, re-listen to remember those things. <coughs> yeah, we're all coffee. <laughs> it's a coffee. It's somehow smoky in here. I don't know why. Magic. Yeah. Um, hi, Aloha. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Mm. I had a real good night's sleep in my, in a, in my big ass bed. Yeah. Um, I had a whole pint of chocolate Hagen dazs ice cream Whoa. before bed. Well, I dropped you off so late last night. Yeah. You still had ice cream. I had ice cream at like 1.30, 2 a.m. Uh-huh. I uh, watched a little bad TV and then like went right what? back to bed. Um, what did I watch? I watched The Magicians. It's like oh, a, yeah. it's kind of a <laughs> bad sci-fi show that's actually kind of good, too. Okay. It's a show or movie? It's a TV show. Everything's a TV show now. I like it because it's like sexy young witches and warlocks. Okay, you know? Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, you should. It's a it's a bunch of uh, good looking mid to late twenties people who pretend to be college aged. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely uh, some thirty five year olds in there. I watched the OA finally. Ooh. Finished it. Ooh. So I won't say a spoiler. Have you watched it? No. Um some people haven't watched it, some people have. It, yeah. The most unrealistic thing about that is that stupid relationship. <laughs> so, whatever. Um, They're yeah. gonna all fuck or something. Um, it was interesting. I thought it was really good. The ending is really bad. And then... Um, we're just talking so that nobody... who If you haven't watched it, we're so sorry. This is They a, don't understand if you haven't you, watched yeah, it. They don't get it. But the, the ending is bad. There's no way to disguise that. You should actually let people know before they watch it. Like, hey, this is going to... You're going to either go, oh, my God, or you're going to be like, what the fuck? Where is this coming from? Just when they did it, I was laughing. So yeah. it was some comedic time for me. So um, we went to uh, the suburbs last night, you and yeah, I. And stayed out Clear Lake. Stayed out Clear Lake, had a fire pit that mm-hmm. dipped down, put more wood in it. That's how hard that party went. Okay. Yeah. I bet listeners are enthralled right now. Yeah. Do you guys know how fire works out there? <laughs> I, yesterday, I looked at the fire, and I was like, maybe God exists. Did you? But I told you that I was <laughs> looking at the embers, and I was like, whoa, they're beautiful. Look at that beautiful color. Just smoking a lot of weed. Yeah. Yeah, and, and eating then, it. And absolutely, and then drinking quite a bit. Yeah. For me, anyways. Yeah. You, but, as usual, stayed pretty tight. I know. I just don't like it that much. That's a, what? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I understand. Fine. Um, okay. Anything else you got going? Let's see. Um, uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. just stuff is hard. Stuff is yeah. like hard when you like are seeing people. Uh, yeah. Dating is hard. Yeah. Uh, I have recently gone through Tinder, not my own, but okay. other people's. Yeah. Yours. My Tinder. Yes. Um, because you're trying to date other people. It is so crazy. It's what's crazy out there. It's crazy out there. Yeah. Things change so quickly. Yeah. Like trends. <laughs> and the uh, men on Tinder and the women some, but the men are just a joke, a fucking joke. I keep thinking to myself, um, you're you're not a man hater. Misandry is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then every day I feel less like that. Yeah. Every day I'm like, every they're the worst <laughs> ever. I'm sorry, Alex. Yeah, you're, Alex I actually, here. when I mention exceptions, I do say your name specifically. Yeah. So there are exceptions out there of like yeah. really cool dudes. Yeah. Just as a as a whole, it's men suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a as a a lot, you know. What What is it? Is it an emotional acuity? Is it willingness to try to make Things nice. I mean, from is it our point of view? Yeah, like, like what is wrong with them? Men would say nothing. I think. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that we're different. We're so yeah. different. Um, they're raised to be these wrong. like emotionally oh, closed sorry. off. I think they're raised to be these emotionally closed off, like tough dudes. And it, it, depending on if you're an artist or if you're uh, an ATV racer, um, yeah, is that a thing? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I think so. 
I think still in some way you're supposed to be like the tough one, the like yeah. whatever. And then add on like every like selfish like mama's boy or some your girl mom who like love you enough or lied something. about orgasming or something. Well, every girl's probably done that. Yeah. You've lied, right? Yeah, of course I've lied. We've all lied. Um, okay, well, do we want to introduce our guest? Yeah, it's I'm so excited about this. I don't think we're doing it. <laughs> it's like low <laughs> energy. Um, because we're just talking about how much we hate men because they all suck. They're liars. Um, <laughs> okay, we do have a guest. So she said ladies' choice of how to introduce her, but I would probably introduce you as, I mean, girl about town because uh-huh. you see her at a lot of things. Um, comedy fan. I would say sometimes participator. If you don't want to call her in comedy, you could definitely call her a participator um, on fringe to high levels. She's got some cool shit coming Just up. Just a great supporter of comedy. Gr- supporter Houston. of Houston comedy, yeah. Houston artist. Uh, and the best conversation you'll find at those fucking shows because Boo. everything else, <laughs> all of the guys are so boring <laughs> talking about their own dicks. And then she'll have a conversation with you. Everybody say hi to Katie Parr. Katie Parr, Katie Parr. Hello. Hi. Do, do you think people do, do you think people know you and like remember you when they meet you at shows and stuff? Um yeah, I think so. I think um I think it's easy to for people to recognize me because I am John Wayne's girlfriend and uh-huh. everyone knows John Wayne and he's such a participant in the community and goes to all the shows and performs in all the shows and all of that and so he's a re- memorable person. Mm-hmm. So I think people oftentimes uh, at first, at least, remember me through him. But once we've had a conversation, definitely, I think people know me. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say that. You and John Wayne are the most talkative couple I've ever met. It's like they found <laughs> so each other expressive. because they were like, oh, <laughs> they both can talk at shows you do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Usually not together, which I admire. Yeah, yes. we, we are definitely not tied to each other's hip when yeah, we're out like public. Talking at di- to different people. Yeah. And, um, and then... Uh, yeah, y'all both like found each other from your love of words. To I think to so, yeah. kind of. Yeah, that's good. I think that we're both. Um, I mean, toot my horn, whatever. I think we're both really communicative people. Mm-hmm. I think communication is very important to the both of us, um, and I think that we just really like genuine personal interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, there's so much joy in that connection that you have with someone when you're able to have like an open discussion about yeah. whatever, you know, whether you agree, disagree, whether it's a controversial topic or mm-hmm. you're talking about your cat, which is never controversial. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that we just both really connect on that level uh-huh. and I think it's easy for us to connect with others on that level too. I think that's important. Have you socially ever seen blessed. They're socially, <laughs> socially blessed. blessed. If you um, if you ever know a couple where the one is like really quiet, yeah, and one is really talkative. So if it's the girl that's really quiet, it's like she's kind of standoffish or bitchy. And Meek. if it's a guy, they'll be like, oh, he's weird. He just mysterious. Talk. Oh, I also, see, I guess if if he was hot, I'd be like, he's so yeah. Mysterious. There you go. It's <laughs> all about the like looks. Ugly. Yeah. I'd be like, he's so weird. He doesn't talk. Which he's is funny because it's so probably great. the opposite for women, right? If it's like a beautiful woman and she's shy, oh, people she's are more bitchy. likely to think that yes. she's a bitch. Ah, uh, okay. This just gets into it. So <laughs> first of all, Katie, you're you're right. You are communicative. You have dialogue. This is not the most interesting thing about you, but this is definitely an interesting thing about observing you is you open dialogue and it works on every platform I've seen you on and in person. Nobody goes zero to 60 like fucking Katie Parr (laughs) when she's talking about it. You're right. It could be anything. You could be like, hi, hi. That's a great compliment. This is my friend Bob. Hi, Bob. And then y'all are automatically talking about defunding Planned Parenthood (laughs) or what it means to anti like we don't want that yeah yeah we don't want that but like absolutely not katie's giving you a history on it or maybe something or even i've heard you talk about some obscure shit like (laughs) i don't know i'm gonna make it up but it'll be along the same lines of like viking bloodlines and like oh yeah i know i know stuff about that somehow i I would have a conversation about that yeah Well, one thing, one thing about me is that um, I've been a big lover of history for mm-hmm. my whole life. Like, the first book I ever read was a book, uh, like a children's history book about King Tut. And that's a, that's a thing I throw out a lot because that's, like, what I grew up with. And mm-hmm. I grew up reading historical dialogues on all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've been really into American political history since I was in high school. So these are subjects that I've like studied and, mm -hmm. I, and I actually have knowledge on. And so it's easy to have conversations about stuff that you're passionate yeah. for. You're passionate about a, like a myriad of things, and that's always like surprise. Uh, people have said this about me at my job or something. They're mm -hmm. like, Stacey, you know a little bit about a lot. I'm like, well, I just stuff I read on the internet, but I don't mm -hmm. dive into it. Katie Parr knows a lot. <laughs> She's a diver. About a lot. She is diving in. Yes, that's right. A I diver. admire that. I also feel a little bit like jack of all trades y kind of. Yeah, of, I think like a, a lot of bit people about a lot, that we're friends right? with. A are. little bit about a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're more like that. We're just like, we're light. We could, we could dip. Are like we go in the shallow yeah. end, but you know what? I don't know. So today, our girl goes, "Hey, where do you get your sources from?" Because we were—I was telling her stuff she didn't know that was going on in the news, and I was honestly like, "I don't. No, no, no. I'm not the type of person." <laughs> I said to Facebook. Just, One I, of my friends posted about it on <laughs> Facebook, and I saw the article and I yes. read the title, and so <laughs> no, I, I will, know that this I is a thing. More than that, but like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. The Texas Tribune or a Facebook sure. article from Huffington Post or Washington oh, yeah. or whatever Washington Post. I will read those, but. But I haven't read ten of them. I have just read the one that's going around. I can't believe that you has a lot of value, it. though. A lot of people don't even it's, do that. But it's like you're right. But it's like a little bit. So for somebody to be like, "Where do you get your sources?" Because she was so in awe. I was like, "No, no, no, no. no. Hold on. Let me back up." <laughs> somebody told me that, <laughs> and then I read this article that you they speak sent me. with so much passion, though. Like yeah. you know what you know, which is which is not a lot. Which not, I'll tell yeah. you, like I know a little bit. Yeah. You got to check with somebody else. It's good that you're thing. honest about it. If someone's like, "What are your yeah. sources?" and you're like, "Well, you yeah. know, I just kind of dip my toe in the pool. I'm not." Have you ever dated a dumb dude? I would say no, but I also think that everyone is intelligent in their own way. I think even yeah. people who have very little value as human mm -hmm. beings are intelligent in their own way. Mm. Um, either, and they can use that intelligence for some to be to be better, or they can use it to be like a mm -hmm. terrible human being, like you know Carl Rove or someone. Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> Dick Cheney, do, though, right? You know, you know. Hey. Well, and I think everyone has that streak in them. Of good or bad or bad, right? Probably both. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Aren't yeah. we so complex? Guys? I know. Everything's on a spectrum. So, <laughs> but like, you know, when you date a guy, I would assume that maybe this has happened to you because mm -hmm. uh, you did talk about your boyfriend now who is smart, but has his own interests mm -hmm. and they're kind of fun. But have you ever dated one of those guys that you're just like, what am I doing? Because you're oh, so yeah. smart. Absolutely. Well, see, my, like my college boyfriend, um, he was unlearned like mm -hmm. he didn't care about high school he didn't go on to secondary school he was in the army mm -hmm. um which is not saying that people in the army are not intelligent by the way he particularly was not mm -hmm. an, like a book smart kind of person um and it did challenge me sometimes because I felt like I didn't have an outlet for my brain to have you know yeah like you stuff. have to and I th and I was with him for four years and they were four of the worst years of my life in terms of how I felt about myself uh -huh. and where I was at. And I think it was really a reflection of our relationship. Yeah. It was bad. It was not a good relationship. So even just not intellectually, it's like other things bled into it. Of like, Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and he just didn't care about things I cared about, you yeah. know, like he was really into motorcycles. Uh -huh. Like everyone knows how much I love motorcycles, right? Uh -huh. Not at all. Okay. I don't I care about them. So <laughs> I'm saying, uh huh. In the way I'm just listening. So, no. so when, but, but where is that line? Of somebody's, because I don't know where it is. Mm -hmm. Where is the line of like, um, you know, John Wayne has his thing and Katie has her thing. Do they have to be the same? Does oh, absolutely How not. much overlap has to happen? I think some, if, for sure. If he's really into motorcycles and Katie doesn't give a shit about motorcycles, mm -hmm. can he not just have that? Or, oh, absolutely or it, he can. Does it? Is it like you hate motorcycles or if it's like... <laughs> Uh, I just don't give a shit. Well, I mean, if motorcycles is like an analogy of like something that I'm not into, like yeah. we could make it like assaulting people, you know, like that's something that's bad and <laughs> like I'm not cool don't with that. Don't date that guy. Yeah, don't date that guy. Yeah. But like motorcycles, absolutely. If that's your thing yeah. and you love it, f that's great. I'm yeah. happy for you and I want to encourage that. And I do that with John Wayne. He has, mm -hmm. he has interests that I'm not really into and I have interests that he's not really into. And then we have interests that overlap. So mm -hmm. it's a much it's a much better spread, uh -huh. whereas in this other relationship, it was like we were on two ends. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I attract a lot of bro dudes. Okay, uh, bro dudes have hit on me. Really? Yes. It is. Why do you think that I is? No, I think they want me to like slap their dick or something. Yeah, because I'm kind of like they want like them. a powerful woman. Maybe I'm kind of mean to them. I think I look like something they wouldn't usually date. 
but they can't resist flirting with me. If I meet a bro dude, do you flirt back? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll flirt back with anything. (laughs) Hi. Does it move? (laughs) You're a cute plant. (laughs) Spiky. So no, I um no I attract so that's a a type I attract Mm -hmm. is bro dudes specifically, the largest probably. So, um, there's like meathead guys in there, and I'm like, what would we talk about? What would we talk about? What would we talk about? Football? Or I can't talk about that. I can't talk about football either. You'd be better suited for that. Yeah, I watch football all Sunday, every Sunday. Like, I'm bummed that I'm not watching football right now. But I'm also so glad to be here, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Katie. I Um, feel like, okay, so the the part about the overlapping interests uh or whatever, like, there's got to be somewhere there where you both think that some of these things are important. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. uh, of yourself. Yeah. Because if what you enjoy doing is you or, you know, Mm -hmm. what you love is you and you're spending, you know, you're dividing your week seven days, you know, and you're saying, I'm going to go do this, this evening. I'm going to follow my passion in these ways. And if that person isn't included in any of that, then when you're taken away from those things at some point, you're like, well, you know, what's, what's that standard there? How much do you sacrifice um, of the you, things that you want to do? If you, I don't, I don't know. I, I think honestly, it has to be a pretty small fraction. Of I, but I sacrifice. also think you have to be with someone who allows you to be yourself and mm-hmm. wants you to be yourself. And like, with, with, like, for example, with me and John Wayne, he, it, he is busy more often than he is not. Mm-hmm. Like he's always got something going on and he does not expect me to attend every performance or go to every gig or whatever. If there's a special one that he feels really excited about, he'll let me know that that's important to him and I'll make sure I go to that. But I'm, I'm kind of an introvert. Like I really need a lot of time like at home to chill so that I can recharge. Um, my social battery gets drained like pretty easily, especially in large social groups. So, so these things aren't really my thing all the, all the time. You know, I'm sure I would enjoy them and have a great time, but I would never have that time that I need for myself. And I don't want to stretch myself too thin because then I become not happy. You know, and the mm-hmm. same goes for John Wayne. I'm not, he's always going to take the next thing, take on the next challenge, and know that I'm going to be okay with it because mm-hmm. I support him doing what he wants to do because it makes him happy. Yeah, so you're saying the small fraction is stuff you give up. I, I, th- I agree with you. It should be a small fraction. Small fraction. If you have you to should give, give up, up something. something. Yeah. But... Um, not that you should give up something. You should be willing to give up things that don't, where the sacrifice of is is worth what it gives your partner. Yes, like and it, then like that the sacrifice to you exactly That's a good in thing. a constant back and forth exactly. of small and large sacrifices uh-huh. for each other. Yes. Okay. I am obviously uh, just out of a, re- a relationship. Y'all know about that, mm-hmm. listeners. I'm <laughs> up with my boyfriend, so call in. Flashing news. <laughs> Send me pictures of your dick. Don't. No dick pics. This is no, a no, no dick pics. Dick. I got a dick pic the other day from no. a girl. What? Of a guy. She's like laughing in the background. I is was, it like, did she just she take t- the picture? She took a video of him like moving his dick and sent it to me. And she's laughing. And I'm like, why? On Snapchat. I don't know if it was a mistake. I didn't say anything I to her I don't understand that behavior. I watched the entire thing. <laughs> of course yeah. you did. And <laughs> Why would you not? Because I was like, what's happening? I I don't know. And um, I didn't say anything to her. I was like, maybe she meant to send it to him and his name is right after mine or something. Is his name oh, like God. Steven? I have no idea who it is. <laughs> I can't see his face. Like, I just see his dick. But you know, do you know dick. the girl? I can hear her voice. Yeah, laughing. You know the girl? Yes. So and she knows the identity of the male. She knows him. That would okay. be weird if she did it. And so <laughs> she I'm very happy. <laughs> She's like laughing about it. Okay, so the, the sacrifice thing is, is really interesting because if I just got out of this, the second longest relationship I've ever had, I am so bad at keeping relationships or wanting to, right? That's me, is not meeting a guy. How that do I really you mean? I like will, not wanting to. Oh, I just don't. We'll go on like a date or two, but mm-hmm. you're not worth it. I've said to you before, yeah, sure. the juice worth the squeeze. I've almost never found, I've had three boyfriends in my life that to me were worth s- hanging out with a mm-hmm. lot, you know? Yeah. You want to talk to them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I don't think it's that's bad. That's great. It's just something that's common for me. Yeah. I actually am full, shocked, flabbergasted. Uh, what do you say? What, like, I'm fascinated by girls that date a lot of dudes because I'm like, how do you like him? How, how do you, you like, like that many people? How do you like how another did you person? <laughs> Who? How did you look first? Is your 
threshold for boringness so low that you can just date so many people. I, to find seven people a month new that I want to have a conversation with in public. There are girls who date seven hard. people a month. Well, not like so. What I'm is saying this? that even in my real life, <laughs> just to find seven people that I want to have a sit down yeah. and I want to like chat and laugh and that's what you're supposed to do with like a lover. Um, to find people that can find one a year is shocking mm-hmm. to me. Wow. <laughs> and there's people that find six or seven a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just not conversations. That's like loving or liking or whatever. Like, oh, God. You're really you into somebody. Yeah. Um, but the sacrifice thing, because I ask myself a lot of questions mm-hmm. constantly. But in a relationship, I'm asking all of these questions of, of like, what, wh- where is sacrifice of yourself, of, of, of true you and compromise or how much is okay to be different or the same or uh, together or apart or whatever. It's all too many questions. Mm-hmm. The recipe wouldn't it end up being obviously something that's like, well, every couple is different, but I think that mm-hmm. the one thing that is like the underlying mm-hmm. basis is that people need to want to do those things and to kind of mm-hmm. understand the mechanics of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe like every situation where you sacrifice is different, uh-huh. but you have that muscle where you kind of yeah. know how to go to that place mm-hmm. or you have that thought. You're like, Oh, this is that moment. Mm-hmm. Hi, like little red flag where I have to figure out and make a decision and probably sacrifice something. Mm-hmm. I, I think agree. anybody who has that muscle mm-hmm. um, is that's kind of the recipe, but I don't think a lot of people do. I don't know how that's something do you, you develop, you, you know? I think mine is maybe broken and tilted in a different way where I make too many sacrifices. Yeah. Mm. Where I will dispense my own needs, uh, more than is right. So I think that's also a balance in that right. In that right. Where, so you'd sacrifice too much. I feel like I give people, and I know this sounds like I'm fucking jerking off, but it it may be, no, you give more than you take. And then in a lot of ways I take in ways that are of course like, you know, not meaningful to you, not meaningful. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I take in ways that are about my own, um, like my own misconceptions about how I'm supposed Mm. to treat other people or selfishness stuff that I haven't worked out yet, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like I have, yeah, I feel like that muscle, I have it, but it's broken and loose in a different way. Mm -hmm. You know, do you think you can fix it? I think every time I experience things and go through like heartache with my friends or somebody comes up to me and says, Hey, this hurt my feelings or mm-hmm. <laughs> even when somebody like, I said that to her this morning. Yeah, she Do did. you think this she is did. a communication problem? Like you're, you don't communicate. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 you know what your needs are, but you don't communicate them. I, I think people, oh, people at least in a myself. productive way. Yeah. yeah. Afraid. Uh, embarrassed. Sure. Mm-hmm. If um, someone hurts your feelings, you're not going to go tell them. You're just no. going to sometimes swallow it. And I swallow it so well, I think at this point that I almost, it doesn't Sexy. even. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh. <laughs> uh, That's on her too. I'm an emotional actually. emotion so guzzler. Yeah. <laughs> My emotions, you pervert. Um, but yeah, I mean, tell us, because you were the one that's in a long-term relationship with somebody that yeah. you like. Well, yeah. a lot so, of them. You've been in multiple... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I've been in... A, I, I've been pretty much in a monogamous relationship for the vast majority of the last 12 years of my... 13 Amazing. years of my life. Amazing yeah. to me. Is it more than two boyfriends? Four in total. Uh, that and is it's amazing like each of them... Like, one of them was... My first one was my high school boyfriend... And that was like three years. Mm-hmm. And then my college boyfriend, and that was almost four. And then um, my post-college boyfriend, and we were on and off for like a total, I think, of like two years. We broke up three times and got back together twice. It was really healthy. I think um, that is, that's a sign, right? There's nobody yeah, no, out that's there that's broken up more than once that should be together. And I think when you break up, it, I think it's possible to break up and then get back together years later. Yeah. But not anytime soon because there's clearly something that's not functioning there. <laughs> I agree. And you have to give each individual time to like uh-huh. process what that was and change themselves to not trigger that mm-hmm. event. Yeah. And then John Wayne. Anybody, yeah. And he's the best one, right? Oh, like yeah. Him the best? Oh, yeah. Okay. Four years, longest in total. Um, you, 
What did you just say? You said something. Um, she just said that she spent the majority I of her like adult life like, in it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. You, when you're talking about years later and stuff, it feels like directed at me. It's not, probably. <laughs> no, not di- at all. I don't know the inner workings of what happened in your relationship. Um, th- tune in, because I'm sure I'll tell every <laughs> fucking detail, down to like what his inner thigh look like. I'll, I'll tell everything. Mm, was it Harry? <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I says was, you, like he died. What? Well, he did die, Katie. Uh, rest in peace, Connor Clifton. Go fuck yourself. Just saw him last night. I uh, hope he was dead. <laughs> so to me, Jesus. he's dying. Oh um, my god, this is the funniest thing that's ever happened. So uh, when you get together, no, do not edit that out. <laughs> fuck you, Connor. Uh, I'm sure we'll actually. Stacey be, is hurt right now. Everybody, I'm she's sure gonna lash out and say friends. hurtful things. Yeah, I'm. I know. I can. I feel like I, I can make the joke. Of we'll course, be you friends. Can. We'll be fine. Yeah. So um, the years later thing, I know girls that have gotten back together with their boyfriend eleven times. Mm-hmm. That's how me and Alex thing. were. That is. All of our friends were like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Every time. Yeah. Every time. Once. And we were like, "We're gonna make it. We love each other." <laughs> Did you tell your mom y'all kept breaking up? Uh, I think she knew. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she probably didn't know about the first time because the first time I lived in Austin and he was here, mm-hmm. and it was. That was probably the best time in our relationship when we now didn't see each Long other distance. and like only spoke on the phone. Um, there you go. <laughs> but uh, I don't think she knew about that time, but I know that she knew about the next time we dated and breaking up and then getting back together and then breaking up. Jeez. The, uh, <coughs> y'all broke up three times and got back together three times. We technically got back together twice. Well, we got together three times. We got back together. What was okay. the like... Did you have like a new excuse of how you were going to work on it? Yeah, absolutely. Like for the yourself, next right? time. Absolutely. That is what I'm talking about, y'all. Mm-hmm. This is the question I have is because you at the time thought you were right, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing is that I really love this guy and I knew yeah. exactly who he was and I saw him for who he was and he was kind of a shitty guy. And I, but I knew that that wasn't the person that was inside. Mm-hmm. He was hurt and he was not nice. And, and he will, rec- he has recognized it. He's moved on and he... He's like this happy, friendly, loving guy now. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing him. He moved to Utah a while ago. And I remember seeing him shortly before he moved. And it was like he became the person that I knew he was. Damn. So when we got back together every time, I was getting back together with that person. Uh-huh. But that was not how he was behaving. Yeah. And I was in a very fragile mental state at the time. So like the relationship being... I mean, it was kind of emotionally abusive on both of our parts, but not at all intentionally. Mm-hmm. We were just toxic together. We could not communicate. I would cry and he would get pissed, mm-hmm. you know, and he didn't mean to, to be pissed, but he would get pissed. And I'm a crier. I am an emotional fucking bag of tears. Mm-hmm. So it was really destructive for both of us. So you were going, how old were you? This is post-college? <sighs> yeah. Um... I think this is 2000, like winter 2010 to fall of 2012. Uh, And then John Wayne and I got together like three, four weeks, six weeks after Alex and I broke up. See, how the fuck? And it is by far the healthiest relationship ever. Y'all do seem so great. Yeah. Well, we're both in therapy. We go every other week. Did you listen to his? And have for four years. If anybody hasn't listened to it, they should listen to John Wayne. Communale's interview on relationship. Did so you listen to fun. that? I did. Uh, I should have listened to it before this just to... To beef up on it? No, to like respond to any allegations oh, yeah. that, that, that no, might have been made. No, he says the no, nicest things. Um, <coughs> we don't talk too much, mm-hmm. but he makes statements. Your boyfriend now does not hesitate to say like you're his priority. No, not at all. Uh, which is, I think, is great. But okay, I want to. I have to figure this out, Katie, because how do you meet so many men so close together that uh, that you can have that connection with, have that, that like you spark. like enough to just keep hanging out with mm-hmm. them for yeah. over six months before you freak out, kind of, you know. Now I will say that my college boyfriend, the one that I dated for almost four years, um, we should have broken up a year into that that thing. Mm-hmm. It was that was such a we're clinging on to each other because we're scared of the world Uh type thing and um by the end like I loved him but I was so not in love with him and I hadn't been for like a long time 
Uh, he did not meet like any of my emotional needs, but I was not in a place in my life yet where I was able to communicate my emotional needs. So it wasn't, I mean, it's not really his fault, but, um, so that one was bad. My high school boyfriend was like my best friend. So I, of course I loved hanging out with my best friend. Um, do you still talk to him? No, actually <laughs> he, um, he was born again. And his fiance, oh. like four years after we had broken up, when he was 20 and I was 18, four years after that, they got engaged and he, she asked that he stop speaking to me. Wow. Is what he said in a Facebook message. Okay. And but I think he's a cool guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a great guy. It just was, he had to cut you off. At 24, I guess I can remember thinking that a high school girlfriend was real, like a threat, yeah. you know? Uh, which is so crazy to even think now as a 32 year old woman, I'd be like, Oh, high school. That's not, well, also it was a lot longer ago. It's yes. If it was like four years ago, that's what I'm saying. So four years ago, I'm like, Oh no, your girlfriend from high school that you should break (laughs) up with because you guys were in high school and not even real humans. She's a bad. And I was so not a threat. Yeah. I was so not a threat. Um, Have you, well, I have so many questions, but, have you gotten that a lot, right? You're because you're a guy's girl, girl, and a girl's girl. Yeah. But you can like chill with the dudes. Yeah. And have you gotten a lot of girls being like, ah, she has tits. She's a bitch. Um, only with one friend, yeah. really. One of my guy friends. Most, I mean, I think I, I don't think I come off as being skanky. Not at all. Skanky or like I don't. Uh, I mean, people have called me intimidating because they think I'm like so smart and scary to talk to because I. I'm, I'm so sure. smart. That was me. Um, <laughs> she was like, I'm going to be hungover. It's Katie Barr's birthday today, by the way. You oh, yeah. Happy, happy birthday. Did you motherfuckers even say happy birthday? I'm just I talking. I did say um, happy birthday. Hey, uh, yes. I was like, should I be really hungover? And I was like, perfect. I do not want you firing on all cylinders. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My brain is a little fuzzy. Yeah. yeah. That's how I prefer it. That's why I did this. <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, I would imagine, because I've gotten that a lot, too, because I can hang out with dudes and not want to mm-hmm. do anything. Yeah. They're humans, and I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. And uh, I've gotten a lot of girls being like, yeah. Well, and I think it's also a reflection on the the dude that they're seeing. Yeah. If you feel that way, you should probably evaluate that relationship and figure out where that insecurity is coming from. You know? <sighs> if you don't trust your partner to spend time with people of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. even ones that they've dated or slept with or whatever before, I think that is... I mean, I can understand it under particular circumstances. Yeah. I don't know what those would be. But uh, I think that's a that's a problem. I think that if you have, I'm a believer in because this was a situation that just happened at the end of my relationship. Is if you have an intuition about something, um, it could be anything. It could be the guy, and if it's the guy, you need to look at that. It, or it could be the girl. Sure. I believe this absolutely. If you're if John Wayne went and hung out with this girl, and you had this like inkling of something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, I would immediately talk to him about it. Right. But I'm saying, like, say you didn't. Or say, yeah, say you swallowed that. You were like, oh, you're being, why are you being jealous? That's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but so, if something happens, if she does something to him and he comes back and tells you, the seed is in your head of that you didn't believe yourself that this happened. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? What else can't I trust or something? Mm-hmm. But if you just listen to yourself and you say, like you said, I would talk to him. If you talk to him and he's like, oh, of course, he would, of course, be like, well, then I'm not going. Yeah. Why would I meet up with her if you feel so uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Then. Um, no, I don't know that I would say don't go. I think what I would do is I would say I want to address this and figure it out. And mm-hmm. I want to know that you are aware of my feelings. Yeah. I feel and like do if with I that what you will. and they still went, I would, because if I have a gut feeling, I just know something bad's Well, here's happen. the thing, though, is that if, if you communicated that you didn't want him to go, but it was really up to him, mm-hmm. and right. you guys would work it out if he decided to go, and you guys try to work it out, and you just can't get past it, I mean, that's, There's something that's the wrong end there. of the relationship. Because if you're not able to work, if you're not able to join together to tackle a problem mm-hmm. instead of going against each other, yeah. then... That's a that's a big You're not supposed to be that line in the sand. But I'm saying like your gut feeling about something, whether it could be anything. It could sure. be like, I don't think you should take that job or I think it was you that left the cap off the milk. Yeah, that's my gut feeling. <laughs> um I could yes. tell you did that. Though I, I did get really drunk the other night yeah. and maybe I had just had a glass of milk <laughs> and left the cap off. So But let's I wanna I wanna ask and unpack the intuition thing because uh-huh. like um Let's unpack this. Yeah, well, mm. I think intuition is is interesting, but it comes mm. from a lot of like 
I feel something from that other person. I saw a mm-hmm. look that didn't sit well with me. And I will me. say I that saw... I think intuition is largely a feminine trait. Mm-hmm. Not that men don't have it, but female intuition, feminine intuition is definitely a thing. It comes from being raised to pay attention yes. to surroundings. Yes. To, to always absorb. absorb. And always. Ab- yeah. What observe. could be done right now or needs to be done or something. Mm-hmm. So whether it be when we're at work, when we're in the house, when we're walking or something, mm-hmm. we've always been taught to look around and mm-hmm. pay um, attention. Pa- yes, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Look out for vibes. Because yes. those vibes, so it's vibes like the, the gift of fear. Have you heard about that book? No. I have heard that. I haven't yeah. read it, and I I, but I'm either. interested in reading it. It's called The Gift of Fear, and it's about trusting when you have like a, a moment of like like fear, thought, mm-hmm. concern, that intuition. It's t- like telling you like why you, f- it's about why you feel that and in what situations it's most important to we gotta just trust book. it just so go with it yeah. i have i've operated in fear a lot of my life mm-hmm. uh, mostly that, that could be a really good book for you to read yeah so that i at first i was like no you shouldn't think of it. but then i'm like oh well if i pay attention to why i'm fearful of a situation whether it be at work mm-hmm. or walking or whatever uh at least to know where that fear comes from maybe if it's at work then i need to pay if i'm fearful that I'm going to fail this presentation and maybe I need to prepare more. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's like telling me Absolutely. something. But the uh, intuition thing, yes, I agree it's feminine. I think it's this, not magical, but the, but, but the thing that we come from mixed with magic, like how mm-hmm. we were raised to pay attention, mixed with something inside of us that can, can read a situation, mm-hmm. can feel a vibe. I think it's a lot of your, your unthinking brain that's doing that. Yeah. You know, I think there are lots of, I mean, I believe in shit like, like vibes and like feet, like the f- electricity in the air and like feelings. And, um, cause I have a lot of that. And I mean, I remember my parents will, will go on and on about how I've always been extremely intuitive and very observant. And I'm always like, well, hyper, my therapist says hypervigilant. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I think that w- there is a lot of subconscious communication going on all of the time between everything that's alive. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that intuition is your, you're tuning into some other frequency, you know, that's there, but we don't see it. There is a magic. That's what I'm, that's yeah, what I'm reinforcing. Like, yeah. Has, what's a time that it's like happened to you? What's a time that you, what a time. <sighs> Sorry. Just throwing John that out there. Girlfriend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is a time that you have either listened to it or not listened to it? Some extraordinary story. I think most women that are in tune with themselves have like some sort of small, extraordinary story. It could be a big story, but just this small time of like, I felt it and I didn't do it or I felt it and I did it and this is what happened. I don't know if I can think of that on the spot. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you have anything that comes up with that? I don't think so. I don't think I have one either. I have a couple. I get So there's a lot of times where I don't listen to it, especially Mm -hmm. when I was younger. So now that I'm older... Part of the reason I got out of my relationship is because I felt an intuition about something. And I, instead of being like, no, Stacey, it's not real, it's not real, I'm like, that is truth to you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's real no matter what. So go with that, your intuition. But I've ignored it most of my life. And it could be, I could have an intuition about a way to drive. So I'll be like, take 59 or 610. And I'll be like, I always take 59. I'm just going to take 59. And I don't, but something told me to take 610. And I take 59 and it's, Oh yeah, that happens to me all the time. But I also like every time I'm, I know I have to go on a freeway. Uh Google Maps before I leave my house or before I leave where I'm at. That's your intuition. Because yeah, no, because I want to know the fastest route. This was before (laughs) I had a phone in my hand, like my BlackBerry or something. But I just remember like little things like that. Those Mm -hmm. are little. Those are dumb. This is a this is a cheating story. This is like not my current boyfriend. Uh, The first boyfriend I ever had. Before we dated, we were sleeping together and seeing each other. But we weren't like committed boyfriend girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we were watching a movie with a girl that we both knew. And I, they, there uh, was a vibe. There was a vibe. They laughed at the same part of the movie. It was Hellboy. <laughs> and <laughs> wow, <laughs> excellent choice. And the way they laughed, like they both were like, ha ha, as if it was an inside joke that they already mm. had but it was a movie that none of us had seen and I knew in my head right then I looked at both of them and I was like oh he likes her mm-hmm. and I, I'll tell you what I got a vibe at New Year's Eve about you and Connor I told you that yeah you, text you could I tell. totally got a vibe yeah but uh, yeah I think we were he- by that time heavily putting off vibes to each other we had a fun night together but like 
heavily putting off vibes to other people like this isn't working. I found out today that he's been telling people it wasn't working. So that like threw me for a tailspin this morning. Um, yeah, if you, people probably picked up a lot of those vibes or, or whatever. That was the ultimate situation. It was a, a vibe of mine that Connor didn't listen to. It mm. wasn't the ultimate. It was, there was a lot of things. It was a long time coming. Um, but that was the ultimate. My intuition told me something about a situation. Don't do it. Now, I thought it was about cheating, maybe possibly mm. from that girl or something. But now I realize, like, oh, it was because... You should get out of this. Oh, okay. Yeah. This isn't right. You think your intuition mm-hmm. is about one thing. Yeah. But it's yeah. so much more. It really means y'all are both unhappy. He's unhappy. Get out of this. Mm-hmm. Abort. <laughs> no. Abort. Abort. Get out. Back um, to Planned Parenthood. Uh, yes. And I'm pregnant. That's yeah. how you're finding out, Connor. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I have a question. Yeah. So um, in terms of the intuition thing, so I was thinking about this. Um, I think maybe um, I'll call it something else where you have like a thing where something doesn't sit well with you, but mm-hmm. then you let a couple days pass and it simmers down and you stop thinking about it. Okay. Um, I think there's like, that's my version of an intuition is just following that, like that mm-hmm. momentary feeling sure. and just extending it and saying like examining what the emotion mm-hmm. is. I think maybe that's the that's the practice of turning intuition into like more actionable things. Yes, I totally agree. Um, yeah, where there's a there's an emotion and then you explore it, you follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I realized that that was wrong because it ended up being about mm-hmm. me and my jealousy and my insecurity. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of zip that up and throw it away as opposed to holding mm-hmm. all of these little like, you know, beads of resentment. And mm-hmm. ultimately, I think the following the intuition thing is, I mean... I don't think I had ever done it until relatively recent, like mm-hmm. recently. You mean like this kind of following it through? Just and following if she feels mindfulness going for it yeah. is what that is called. It was yeah. Mindfulness was just, has done amazing things for my mental health. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I Let think just that. the I, I started doing some therapy and basically on a very basic level, what uh, she asked me to do was to assess the way that my body felt um, and do several checks a day. Just like okay. think about my body parts and say, okay, well, you know, my I feel heavy here or mm-hmm. I have a, my hand feels like That's a little bit. That's a great exercise, like, mental exercise for yourself. Yeah, just to just kind of assess like a screen, you mm-hmm. know, from like feet to, to head about how your body feels at that moment. And then to when you're feeling angry or tired or sleepy or bored, to follow all of those by thoughts through, mm-hmm. to try to be more mindful about... Mm-hmm the emotions that you were having. And that led me to the intuition thing. Mm-hmm. It led me to trusting my gut more mm-hmm. plentifully. I'm obviously not great at it still, but there's a, I think the muscle just started getting worked That's out. That's great. Yeah. And I, um, That's a very healthy thing. Yeah. And immediately it was so funny. I started doing therapy. I was doing relationship, which in its own way is a kind of therapy. Absolutely. I was talking and listening to people about their experiences, about what they felt good about and bad about and it caused me to kind of simmer down more Mm -hmm. and then I started doing the therapy thing and then within a two-month period my whole life was different like everything changed that's awesome like the group of friends manifested like joy in your life like from surface level to down deep yeah you manifested that by getting to know yourself yeah just a small like just when you when you address every feeling every intrusive thought every when you really investigate those things and you um figure out where it comes from then you can kind of put it away like it's like taking a book down off of a shelf and looking through it or reading it intensively and then closing it and putting it up on the shelf and that's where it's going to be just acknowledging something mm-hmm, absolutely and, and, and naming and it acknowledging think, yep. it saying i see you and then it just feels better mm-hmm. you know and sometimes yeah. you have to look into it a little bit more deeply, yeah. you know, and that's a part of it as well. I have uh, I have a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. and um, it's so funny to me that people are like impressed by my sociability because I do not feel like a social person, like inside, like I do not like I love having. That's why I seek out like real conversation because like talking about work, like my work. I'm a I mean I work in purchasing for an oil and gas company. Like it's fucking boring. You know, I sit at a desk all day and don't talk to anyone and that's it. 
So it's like ha- talking about my job or talking about like that kind of like that surface level chit chat. I don't really enjoy it and it doesn't feed me. So what I do what I do to kind of make up for that is I find people that I can really talk with and have a conversation with and a discussion. Um, and, and I get the same thing as you were saying, Oha, with like having people come on relationship and like talking with them, getting all of these perspectives from different people, whether you agree with them or not, or whether you think it's healthy or not, it really opens up your brain to this. We are like this, you know what Sonder is? The term Sonder? It's like, it's one of, it's one of the like dictionary of obscure feelings words or something like that. I can't recall. Um, but it's basically a realization that every individual around you is living their own story, is li- living a unique experience, and is the center of that world just like you are in yours. So it's like this kind of feeling of humanity, you know, understanding that we're all going through this differently and having our own very individual experiences. And you can gain a lot from talking to people about those experiences because it really, I think it just broadens your mind, mm-hmm. like immediately to understand another person. I think that's such an awesome and cool and fun thing. So it's, Sonder is Sonder. A, it's a word from what? I think it's like the Dictionary of Obscure something. I don't know. We'll look it up. Feelings, I, emotions. Something like that. I, I'm not perfect at it. I've never heard that word before. I think mm-hmm. I fell in love with you just during that, watching you talk. <laughs> um, I, I've never heard that word before, but I actually really attach with it mm-hmm. because I do too. When, ever since I was young, I don't know why I'm not perfect at it, mm-hmm. but ever since I was young, the idea of if this is, if this, if X feeling, if anger is true for me about this situation and righteous, and I can't understand how this person feels righteous, like I bet they feel the same way. Like, oh, absolutely. I am right in this situation. And how could you not see it? Then, and I think my other, my sparring partner is so crazy, mm-hmm. but they are so sane in their own head. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that, like, how weird it is that if I think I'm right, then I can see how you think you're right mm-hmm. because of my making sense of things. Yeah. And I don't know if that's you're, quite It's your truth. If it, it's well, my that, truth, then, yeah. then your truth has to be your truth. Like, yes. It's also That true. would be compatible with the term. It, it's a definitely yeah I've never known I, I'm not perfect at it and sometimes I really do fail but I do try to understand like oh it's real for them to if it's mm-hmm. real for you it's real for them yeah in a different way whatever the, I think you are good at understanding that in a lot of ways mm-hmm. I, but I, I think mean, I've, just been I've seen you born with it yeah I, I thought it was because my father my father being a drug addict like I learned forgiveness and grace mm-hmm. about him but it was because at 10, I realized this, I listened to Desperado by the Eagles. Ooh. And the song is smart, okay? <laughs> Listen to it. When they talk about like this, uh, this guy who chooses the lonely life always mm-hmm. because he can't stand rejection or something. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it and I was like, that's my dad. I was 10 years old, like, that's my dad. Like, oh, he chose this rejection of alcoholism mm-hmm. to get away from us. Not because he hated us, but because he hated himself. Yeah. And that felt so too real for him. As real as my reality is, that was his reality. Even though I'd be like, no, that's not true. People love you. Mm-hmm. His reality was that just that aloneness or fear of rejection or something. I thought that's where I learned it. And that could be where I learned it. Yeah, it but could be. But that's the first time I remember thinking it. Mm-hmm. That we're all just honestly truthful. Yeah. I-, I wanted to say this, and I'm sh- sure you would agree, but maybe you could, you could say, I think that any... I think every woman has this incredible gift inside of her, half magic, half how we were raised. It's called a vagina. Right, yeah. yes. Your, as, as light shines <laughs> through it. Your intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, here's how I think you get it. Because there's girls out there that are listening. They're like, I don't really feel like mm-hmm. anything's that special. I can't tell, th- I can't read situations. If you aren't curious about other humans, if you're not trying to connect mm-hmm. with real conversations, mm-hmm. And not live on the surface. It's like a down below thing. Mm-hmm. You'll never feel your intuition. I don't. I don't think girls, unless you're asking some questions mm-hmm. about humanity, mm-hmm. your fellow people, yourself. How are you going to listen to that? You're, there's never going to be a true thing. And what I wanted to say, I think I maybe disagreed with a little bit of both of y'all, but this is what I think is different. My gut, I know right away that it's real and right. I don't have to think about it, mm-hmm. but. 
there are other feelings that feel almost like gut feelings that stem from jealousy or anger mm-hmm. or something. So those things where I'm just like, I don't like the situation. Well, if I feel it like here, but when you feel it like down in you, like just from the, the bottom of everything you are, like this situation is this way. And that's the truth about it. This is their, in, this is their uh, motives or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can tell. That's like down inside you. But the things that sit up top, like, oh, I don't like that. <sighs> or, oh, she's weird. Yeah, I know what you mean. The more, I, like... I do that a lot. I do do that yeah. a lot, too, where I'm just like, uh, I don't they like They poison her. the well. The, oh, all of great the, band. Yeah, great <laughs> band. Ooh. <laughs> From my childhood. I love poison the well, and I was in Venezuela. Is that weird? Whatever. <laughs> it's like Christian. Yeah, cool. I know. That's how far they went. But what I'm saying is I think that all of those negative emotions or those things that you haven't figured out about yourself... I think those are just poison the intuition. You can't see as clearly. Sure. And it makes mm-hmm. it more difficult because they do. They pass off mm-hmm. as like gut emotions, which mm-hmm. is a lot of what intuition is, mm-hmm. um, is like a like an immediate reaction to something. Hey, um, I kind of like that we get, I like that we get to like just have those times to just ask the questions about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know why any girl wouldn't want to do that. It's I don't understand why any person would not want to do that. I think that. people yeah. don't know. I think, you, I think they don't know. I think it's you, so fun. Yeah. Well, like, I think it's definitely possible to just prefer simplicity yeah. and like you don't dive, dive deep because that's just not mm-hmm. what you do. Like I think that that's fine. Um, but I think a lot of people don't dive deeply enough. For sure. I could probably go deeper. There's like like your body check thing. I was like, oh, I've never paid attention to like how my legs mm-hmm. feel or what. I don't know. what. All yeah, that's, what it, <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a great um, technique uh, in cognitive behavioral therapy. It's called um, grounding. So like grounding is like feeling the present. So like if I'm about to have a panic attack, which mm-hmm. I have had panic attacks many times before. Um, like one grounding technique is to like look at that painting and look at the colors and say blue, yellow, pink, you know, look at that poster and say the colors, Mm -hmm. look at the clock and say the time it like puts you in the present and it's not quite mindfulness because mindfulness is more about like your own body and your own self and Mm -hmm. not so much what surrounds you, Mm -hmm. but grounding is a, and that you could use that for grounding. Like, you know, I'm, I'm crying. My head, my face is warm. My hands are cold. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it brings you into the present and, like, takes – it stops the process of whatever's going into your head that's sending you into a panic. Okay, so I've I've gone through – this is day seven of being broken up with Connor, a person that I thought I would be with for the rest of my life. Like, that was our plan in the beginning. And so I – but I don't want to – I'm handling this breakup so much more maturely than, like, I ever handled any breakup when I was younger – well, there's only been one serious one, and Jerry was... I love you, Jerry, but we didn't care about each other like that. <laughs> it was just a breakup. We're like, let's not do this. Yeah. Um, but so I get out of myself, and I start talking to myself. So you go to a dark place. Everybody knows that. Like, mm-hmm. just all of this, like, I'll spiral in my head. All of these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And they go to, like, just ask... I know, realistically, asinine things. But so I stop, and I go, okay, Stacy. You, I do this out loud to myself all the time. Oh, I talk to myself constantly. Yeah. You're like, okay, oh, Stacey, I'll it's be actually crying. A sign of in, it's actually a sign of intelligence I to think talk you to yourself. An article, yeah, I read I an article about that. I'll be like, <laughs> okay, Stacey, you stop it. Like, stop doing this. Like, telling myself. And it does pull me out. It, it, it does pull me out of thinking like, um, he was laughing at you behind your back the whole time. He was videotaping you and showing all of your friends how stupid your nipples look. Like crazy things that I think in my head of what this man, you know, says about me or does or whatever yeah. he has yeah. done or or all the things. Um, and I okay, Stacy, and I pull myself out, yeah. and then I start just like day to day chores I have to do or mm-hmm. or something like this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna go to sleep. You're gonna watch one episode of Luke Cage while you're in bed. <laughs> You're going to wake up in the morning, you know, like, uh, and it's how I like, I think it's interesting that like your inner, um, your inner voice is like a drill sergeant. Uh, it is. (laughs) Hey, I swear to God, cause it's through crying. You know, but you (laughs) stop. It's never like, okay, Stacy, uh, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to get your shit together. Well, so I also, I also have clinical depression. Uh-huh. So I got the big whammy of bragging anxiety and clinical depression. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> thank you. Um, and 
one thing that I've worked on a lot with my therapist is when I'm really down and I'm having all of the like negative intrusive thoughts that come with depression, mm-hmm. um, instead of talking to myself like that, I talk to myself like I would talk to the person that I love most in the world if they were down. Oh, that's because so smart. my inner dialogue is not nice. You know, I call like I will be like, Katie, you're such a fucking idiot, like mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I'll drop my pen, be like, fuck, Katie. Like, you know, like, all the time. I just automatically go to, like, being hateful toward myself. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, a cycle that I would get in when I was in a depressive episode, which is I feel like shit. I'm so sad. I'm miserable. I I don't want to be around anyone because I feel like I'm worthless and no one will want to be around me. And, like, to fuck, Katie, why are you always so depressed? Like, you're such a fuck up. Like, why can't you just be happy? And you know that these things aren't real. So it became this cycle of, like, abuse toward myself, Mm -hmm. like, hateful speech toward myself. And um, I find that when I break it up with extreme compassion, self-compassion and, like, self-care, like, being like, it's okay if I lay on the couch all day today. That's okay. And if I have to break plans because I'm too depressed, I need to just take care of myself. You know, because another thing my therapist told me is um, something came up can be that you need to be at home. You put that on Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. lately. It's not cool to bail on people. But, but when it's not good for you. When you need it. Yeah. When you need something. That's yeah. so smart. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Therapy, man. Therapy's the best. Yeah. It's I go to the therapy best. tomorrow for the first time in years. Really? Oh, I'm yeah. so Congratulations. Therapy, yeah. Yeah. Um, we really want to get wait. a therapist up in here. We do yeah. want to get like a sex service. I, I do think that we, I hate that you do that. I, I know that your brain is different. Like it yeah, fires it's just weird. messed up. That's yeah. how depression works or whatever. Yeah. Clinical really depression. Like, There's also situational depression. Yes, which, situation. Yeah. Yeah. Which you don't carry it with you all of the time. And, and my, my therapist actually diagnosed me with what's called double depression, which means that my baseline is a little bit lower than the average, like then like what would be considered a healthy thinking person. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it dips below in a, in a cycle underneath that. Mm. So like my baseline, but I'm moving my baseline up. Like that's what I'm working on in therapy right now, um, is to move my baseline up so that when I feel good, Mm -hmm. I feel like better. Like I feel healthy Mm -hmm. and happy and I'm able to do the things that I enjoy and be around people that I care about. And then making sure I take care of myself when it, comes back down and a big thing is learning from my depression so all of this like analyzation and thinking about yourself and being very um what's the word I'm looking for reflective yeah are you trying to learn something from it it (laughs) It does sound you do but it is you have to have a level of that you know Uh, absolutely well if you're if you're self self self-reflection yes like if you're Mm -hmm. if you're thinking these things and trying to grow and trying to move your baseline up I would assume that you're, you have to like do a little bit of reflecting, a uh, little thinking back on how you've come as a stranger. You have to think of yourself as a stranger. Like, yeah, that's I the know. compassion. Yeah. Not a stranger, but like a friend. Yeah, someone that you love. Yeah, because you should absolutely love yourself. I'm like, okay, Katie, where have I come from? What did I start with? This is how I am now. Mm-hmm. What? That's a huge difference. I remember probably. a time in my life where I wasn't able to be happy for months at a time. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't able to get out of it for months at a time. And so, now you are. yeah, and I remember. I mean, suicidal thoughts constantly for like a year at a time, you know, it's not a fun, it's not a fun experience at all. I hate that. I wish we could cure that. Right. Like, well, so for some people, medication is extremely helpful. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. Like, like I don't went take any through, medication. No, none. Not that that's my business. No. But. I, 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 I would take Xanax for when I have like acute anxiety because what will happen sometimes is my anxiety will trigger my depression because I'm not sleeping. So, like, going, like, a week sleeping, getting, like, two to three hours of quality sleep a night because I'm – my brain just won't shut off. Mm-hmm. That can – that can – like, that sleep deprivation will trigger the cycle of depression for me. So, so it's important for you to, to stop To that stop it if and, I can. Yeah. Yeah. It's not – it's not – it's a Band-Aid for a bullet wound, really. I think I think that uh, that therapy is what's – what's best for me and to continue that work. I think, I do think therapy is so important. Medicaid if you want, but. Oh yeah. If medication works for you and you feel good. Therapy is so good. We should mm-hmm. all do it. Well, I also kind of feel like it would be cool if in order to be on psychoactive medication for, 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 for mental illness where you can work on it, you know, like 
some people who have depression need to be on medication all the time. Yeah. But you should also, I would, I would, in an ideal world, that person would also be required to go to therapy mm-hmm. so that they can work on the deeper issues. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. agreed. Now, if you're like schizophrenic, obviously you need to be on meds all the time and right. you can't, you can't therapy yourself out of like yeah. real schizophrenia. You know, they, the, the episodes just happen. Well, and I think you can't, you can't necessarily therapy yourself out of depression either. It's no. more like a, it's more like a, I now have a complete set of tools to deal with the things mm-hmm. that are, I'm going to exactly. feel. And then I'm going to be able to extend the moments of happiness mm-hmm. and maybe shorten the grief or the feeling of mm-hmm. whatever those negative feelings are. So you it is management skills. For it's sure. management. Mm-hmm. I think in, you're right. In schizophrenia, Absolutely. there's no coping in there. Cause no. you're, actually lost in mm-hmm. your own sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a schizophrenic girl. Um, so, uh, I, no, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, this is so off topic, but just the birth of, because uh, I'm on antidepressants, but mm-hmm. just like the birth of Prozac and stuff. Did mm-hmm. you see Carrie Fisher's urn? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a Prozac yes. thing, and she already owned that. That is so genius. She's a genius. Yeah, I used to be on Prozac back in the day. Yeah. I want to read. I run. I really want to read her book, and I really want to learn more about her because I didn't realize that she was such an advocate for mental health services. And she was very and uh, so vocal about her. Well, I know she was very vocal about her addiction. Addiction, yeah, yeah. You should. Well, I saw her one woman show, and I don't think it was her whole book, but mm. she did have a really good one woman show that people should check out. I thought it was hilarious on HBO. Wishful, was, I think it's Wishful a, Drinking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's the same title as the book. It's the same, yes. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know like. Did she read it? I don't remember that, but I remember that's laughing. Good. Um, yeah, I think that the takeaway, I, I mean, if humans, if we all like just out there searching for ourselves and another or whatever the fuck we're looking for, mental health is really important part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just never have never taken it as, as serious. I was, I had problems with it, you know, think my brain fixed or something but maybe it's possible it's possible your brain your brain develops well into your 20s it's changing right so you know you have certain issues and then whatever you don't anymore and now you're back to having some issues but um i think that mental health is like just the different listening to yourself or being kind or something Mm -hmm. even finding but i still don't understand i think we've still not answered this whole podcast for an hour about how the fuck you meet guys that you like (laughs) I'll tell you what. Especially while dealing with mental illness. Like, yeah. you have a ton of things going on with that, and you're like, but he's nice and cute. <laughs> okay, so two fun facts really quick. So John Wayne's and my anniversary is also the first day um, I went to therapy ever. Oh. Isn't that awesome? Same exact day. Like, literally, like, I went to therapy after work, and then we went on our first date. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. That just happened right <laughs> I think here. It, I think it bodes well for... Um, our relationship that mm-hmm. we're both we've both been in therapy for pretty That's much so the duration smart. of it. <laughs> he was very smart. Anybody who listens to this thing hears like how smart he was about that. But did yeah. you have a good first therapy experience? I did. Um, really I did. Uh, my first therapist was good for me as like a starter. Uh-huh. You know, um, I did plateau with her, and I, you know, I think I wasn't doing the work that I could have been doing, and I don't think that she. Um, I don't. I just don't think she was the right fit for me. But I saw her for a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, and then my therapist that I started with about a year ago uh, is amazing. She's like perfect for me. Oh, She's great. like she she is able to mentalize with me because I'm such like an analytical kind of academic thinker, um, and she's able to. She really matches what I need from a clinician like perfectly. Like she has definitely. I'm sure that she, I mean, she's a very good, she's very good at what she does. Um, and she has like lots of really impressive stuff on her resume. Like she's, she's done good things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's probably a skill that she has that she's able to figure out how to best like therapize me or uh-huh. whatever, like shrink my brain. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it makes her a really good fit. I just like that you're able to get these relationships in. Uh, what was your second fun fact? You said the first second one fun fact: the intuition. I yeah. can think of a major intuition, and it's John Wayne. Really? When we met, both of us, we learned later that like had this immediate like, like it's like a you know like that camera effect 
where they like adjust the aperture to the to the point where everything back yes. is like and it makes the person look I real love big that. up front. That Tech was how we first saw each other. It just like focused in. And it was like yeah. Oh my god, that sounds yeah. so cool. Yeah, that it was really, really cool. Everybody's really going to masturbate to y'all's relationship tonight because it's <laughs> so good. Oh, were you mad about that? I, I think we said on John Wayne's, no, somebody's thing. I was like, John Wayne's the hottest member. He is the hottest member of Microsoft. Well, he's super hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, that's not, that. why would that upset me? That's true. I think we had like a serious I think he's super hot. about how hot John Wayne was? <laughs> of of, of Microsoft, like, oh, oh yeah. he's the hottest yeah, yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah. He's, a, he's a great looking guy. Yeah. He's very cute. Joey, you're very handsome. So both of you are very lucky to have found each other. Yes. Adorable so. together. Yes. I hope everybody does masturbate yeah. to it tonight. I hope everybody masturbates to the idea of hope. Hey, also, I just want to throw out there, it's a lot of hard work. Oh. Yeah. We, we have definitely <laughs> had some tough times and some big fights, like screaming matches, and we've yeah. said some mean things Sacrifice. to Sacrifice. Yeah. Compromise, yeah. We always figure it out, things. though. I'm still, I am still seriously learning about it. This breakup has shown me more than ever I already knew that I had a ton of questions, but like, I don't know if I'll ever stop asking questions because I am anxious of things. Like, I think I know things and I'm like, ah, I don't know. Um, but we'll see if uh, this next relationship one day that maybe I get in, I'm any better at. Who knows? I love you both. You're wonderful. I love you both too. I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks for having me on, you guys. You were so this fun. Was this so fun? Exciting. Oh, will you tell people what you're doing? Because, and when it is. Um, I don't really do a whole lot, you guys, to be well, honest, but I do have something coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be hosting the February Grown Up Story Time at Red Yards. It's on <laughs> and the 21st, I believe, is the date. It's the third Tuesday. Um, shows at 7, 8, eight, eight, and, eight ten. and 10. Shows at 8 and 10. She'll be there at 7 because yes. she's the goddamn host. Also, Grown okay. Up Story Time is awesome. Yeah, and it's lovely. Uh, I've been going to it now for about four years, so that's wow. like my favorite. I go pretty much every month. I maybe it's miss one a year. My second favorite love thing it. a month. So when come to first Grown Up Story Time. Yeah. Grown Up Story Time, February 21st. Katie Parr will be hosting. Hosting, guys. Um, go up and say hi if you listen to this. I'll probably be a giant ball of nerves. Yeah, before, but after, maybe you'll just be so excited. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If I don't um, fuck it up. <coughs> I d- I, you won't. I worst comes it. to worst, I'll just like read off of the... The program. You'll you know? be so I just fun. won't say anything but the names. You'll do it. Hey, um, what do you guys have coming up? Uh, what day is our show? Uh, February 17th. February 17th. Ooh, what show is this? Uh, it's called Shit Show. Oh, I know just Shit a Show. Little, it's a new no, sketch. Maybe you know Shithole in Chicago? Oh. What yeah, show? that's what I was thinking. Shithole? Oh, we've been, I've been I'm there. just kidding. Oh, I have no idea what we're talking about You're anymore. You're lying. <laughs> you, guys, you fucking can't tell. I do that all the time. I'm like, what? Um, hey, uh, it's just a, it's just a sketch show where Oha's gonna get naked on stage and act yeah. crazy. Oh. Um, and Gotta we're riding with Catherine. It's fun, and it'll be a rec room at eight o'clock. At nine o'clock, nine o'clock February seventeenth. Shit show at rec room. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I do love you. I have some other stuff coming up, but it's going to be too soon. It's not going to be. Don't worry about it. When this airs. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. Everybody Such rate an and review. Honor. Go to Grown Up Storytime. Buy John Wayne's book. Yes. Thank yeah. John Wayne's Yes. And Alex. Alex. And Mockingbird Network. Uh, check out all the other podcasts on the network Just as well. Just do it. Look at them up. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Mocking Bird Network.